Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, and it is primarily about music and creative culture in London. Today's episode features someone who is making their debut on the podcast. Their name is Ben Beckentoy. He is a musical director and bass player, and I first met him when he played with Lou at Lou's show at Underbelly Hoxton. That was Thursday the 27th of June. We got together near Wood Green, which is his neighbourhood. We sat down in the smoking area of the Nags Head pub, which is just across the road from Wood Green. I'm not really familiar with the area, so we agreed to meet outside the station, and then I just thought, well, we will find somewhere that has a somewhat quiet area where we can talk. And this area, I apologise in advance, there's a little bit of humming in the background, but you should be able to hear us clearly. Ben talks us through how he came to be a musical director, what that title means and what music means to him spoiler alert it means a lot this is someone who really does live and breathe music and it shows so this is me talking to ben beckentoy about all that he is and all that he does with music i'll catch you afterwards enjoy we are in the smoking garden of what i've decided is called the nags head i'll check afterwards and see if i'm wrong we're just across the road from Wood Green Station and I am here with today's guest. Would you kindly introduce yourself for the podcast? Um, yeah, my name is Benjamin Beckentoy and I'm a bass player and a music director. Music director. This is the first time I've met someone who has that title. Now, I was first introduced to you, I went to Lou's show a couple of weeks ago and you were playing the bass for that and he told me you were a large part of putting that group together. So how did you come to meet Lou and be part of that show? Um, I met Lou at um, Free of Friends, so there was an event, like a, what can you call it, like a, a uni, um, the word I'm looking for, like an open day kind of thing for uni, university, and then Lou was one of the performers, there was a few performers that we, that we had to perform their tracks, so it was just a straight, they sent, they sent me the, the tracks, we learned at home and then we came and then played and then Lou really enjoyed the way we played and liked and we had a connection there took my number and then after that he messaged me again for a, a gig that he had with like a talent show in, in, in um, central London which was really cool that's when we jailed even more and he said don't worry like um, he's releasing his EP soon so there'll be like a, uh, another event that is on headline which is cool because it's his first show as well yeah so then when he came to the time he called me um, and then because before we've done it with a guitarist and drummer but this time we wanted it to be more full and more kind of enjoyable for the audience so we had DVs, keyboard player and we also had like tracks so people can recognize the tracks as well so it sounds original authentic as well so all of that and then yeah that's how I met Leo and then we stayed in touch since yeah. so when I saw you perform with him that was your third time third, being on yeah, stage third. with him yeah third. and the third time was what the most in depth, it seems the most layers were added to the performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's the conversation like with Lou? Is it because ju- I imagine by the third time you're you're somewhat familiar with what the setup is? Yeah. Does he just say, "I want a bit more this time," and then you kind of connect the dots and so I know what you need? Yeah. Well, with this with this time, it was just like, okay, we kind of dotted everything down. We're like, okay, how are we gonna do this? Um, how do we want it to sound? Um, who we're gonna get? Kind of thing. So we went more in depth in this one, and then um, yeah. So I, I told him. Um, it would be a good idea to if you can send me the stems of the track so 
technically sound more because the some sounds are it's hard to recreate yeah. and it'll be easier just to have it there and then just put it on a laptop and then go go from there so this one was just more in depth kind of analyzing every situation kind of yeah he wants this like oh yeah like because the thing about Louis like he knows his stuff so it's, it's cool like we work together that, that way because he's got a good ear because he produces stuff himself as well yeah. so he's like okay yeah that sounds good but can we do it like that Ben and he'll ask me as well like he'll, he'll be like it's okay to do and then I'll ask me it's okay to do that blah 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 so it's good connection with Liam good connection is that what you look for in yeah. the collaboration yeah. like you want yeah, the person man. you're working with to yeah. have an opinion yeah. and a, a plan yeah. a vision and you can help mm-hmm. them fulfill and I want the person that I'm working with to trust me and also like I wanted to be able to tell the artist where they're in the wrong and where they're in the right because that's important because yeah. as a music director like, you have that power because you're putting all the music together that, that's you're putting the whole show together so you're really truly the link between the artist and the band so yeah. you want everything to be spot on like so you want the artist to collaborate with you as well in that kind of sense but Lou does that and it's, it's cool man it's yeah cool. you're right you really are the conduit between the artist talks to you and then you talk to the band yeah yeah so once Lou makes it clear what he wants for his performance do you have like a phone book full of session musicians and like this girl be great for bass this yeah. one drums etc and are you like writing out musical notation for what they're playing is it more of a rehearsal and conversation so that was loose so I would stick on loose yeah. loose gig um, when he told me yeah to put a band together I kind of thought okay um, he's worked with Lee before with me to, oh, make, yeah. to make the process easier kind of thing and who like whoever hasn't worked with Lee before he would shoot Lee's type of music because it's kind of the hip-hop soul kind of thing so you need someone that's in that kind of genre yeah and then so we can all click well so like um, the guitarist and drummer worked with Lee before so that was easier just called them up and they were free and then we took it from there yeah and then we just um it wasn't we didn't write no notations for this one it was more of a, with these kind of music is, is more about the feel and um yeah so i wanted everyone to feel have that feel there and then we just rehearsed we had about two rehearsals so yeah it was, it was cool. that's nothing that's for two rehearsals yeah. that was a really impressive show that you put together yeah, two rehearsals i made sure that everyone had um done their home practice they had yeah. the material early so they can prepare so yeah man it was cool the arrangements I sent out early etc so that was all sweet so this was the third time you worked with Lou uh-huh. the first time you worked with him you said it was at university yeah university. what university were you studying at? Um, so it wasn't my university it was a, a friend to have like a, a management where the another management organisation where events events team where they organise like um, uni events for different universities so that one they needed a band and they just called me and then yeah Lou was there with three other artists. So by the when you first worked with Lou you were already a musical director? Yeah yeah I, even in that gig there I was the, the MD so. So when did you first bear the title of musical director? Um, so in college um, when I really got into music I was in a band and then that band was um, we needed someone that to direct mm-hmm. and then I and then when I find I was like looking at things about music director, what to do, research, researching all of that, and I feel like this is kind of cool. Like, let me try this out. So with that band, I started to try it out, and it was cool. Like, I already um, I stepped up my keys playing, so I can learn be a bit more versatile, like know a bit more chords, and 
also my, my vocals I'm able to use. Um, I just make sure that I can connect with every instrument in their way kind of thing. So um, yeah, it was from that that, um, that band and then from that band it just led to others. And then even like in rehearsals, like people just trust my trust my opinion. Because everything, everything I say, I try to make sure that it's the right thing to say. Like um, I just don't chat for the sake of chatting. I make yeah. sure that I chat within the rights of chatting, kind of, if that makes sense. Because yeah. it sounds like such a complex role you're yeah, playing. Because yeah. it's both knowing the music and being able to interpret what's going on and yeah. who should play what yeah. but also being able to communicate with the people in the room yeah. and make sure everyone's on the same page mm-hmm. everyone understands and the temperament just in general yeah. is calm yeah. so it sounds like you it, it doesn't sound like you went to study specifically to be a music director it's more you were in a situation and you just felt yeah. I feel like the person that yeah. can take yeah. on this role yeah. 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 was there anyone else you had seen do what you do now that made you think maybe that's the role I should be doing um, I've checked out the bass players that inspired me and they're also music directors as well so watching them kind of be in that situation and reading their stories of like, I was just like yeah like this is this is really cool because like, sometimes they would put under pressure under different situations as an MD and it's just not just about the playing as an MD you have to really know who you're getting make sure you have a good connection like personally as a friend I have that friendship there because you'll be thrown under a lot of situations and you have to be able to rely on your um, your bandmates as well because you don't want to be stressed and then your bandmates are also stressed yeah. you you don't want to be stressed as well so you don't want no one to be stressed so yeah. it's about finding the right people so it's really it's really complex it's really in, in, intense so that first band that you were with was that a covers band originals originals, kind of? originals who's yeah. originals um, it was our own originals yeah so, so what kind of music were you making in that band it was like um, R&B R&B soul and um, pop R&B soul pop yeah and this is college so like college, se- yeah. 17, 18 um, yeah so, so no I would say maybe maybe 16 yeah 16 yeah so how long have you been playing music up to that point so uh I started playing properly, like fun, like, when you start playing properly, probably at like, the age of, I'll say, 13, 14. And why did you want to start? Um, you know, um, at first, it was funny because I didn't want to really do music. I wanted to, do, I wanted to be a wrestler because I used to watch WWE so much. So. Oh man, yeah. The Rock, Stone yeah, Cold, yeah, Triple yeah, H, that yeah, was the, yeah, go- yeah, the golden man. age, man. So I used to watch WWE a lot, so I was like, yeah, let me be a wrestler. So like. I used to go to a place where they teach how to like play music mm-hmm. and then every time my church would have rehearsals I would go there was like a little play area so I would go there and some of my friends we'd just start fighting and that <laughs> but and then um, there was no bass player at my church uh-huh. and then I was playing the drums but it didn't make sense because my brother was playing drums as well so it's like mm. and then my brother-in-law was just like well they tried the bass out I still tried the bass it just like just fit me perfectly and then from there like, I done some concerts and then my friend, one of my friends, shout out to Josh, he was just like, yeah, come and study at the college. And he just, and then when I went to the open day, the environment was just so, it's it just like, it's just at home, like, just everything is just musical, like, every, everyone just, you see everyone with their guitars, and because it's just a strictly music college, so everyone with their guitars, people just singing, jamming, like, it was just so cool, so, yeah, man. You're like, this is for me, yeah, this, is, yeah, this is where I belong. Straight, yeah, straight. So did you drop wrestling straight away then, as soon as you picked yeah, up the bass? Like, yeah, <laughs> man, I was just wrestling. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just like, yeah, man, forget that, and then, yeah, man. So did you have bass lessons that led to you playing shows? Yes, yes, yes. I had um, bass lessons with my brother-in-law. He started teaching me and then after that, when I moved on to college, um, I had tutors there 
learning tracks and learning other stuff and that's how it really started for me. And where, what college was it that you went to? Um, access to Music. And it was all, that was a just musical music, college? Yeah, everything music. So what was it you studied while you were there? Uh, music performance. And just primarily on the bass guitar? Yeah, still. bass, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and then I had I did do like um, keys, keys, yeah. So um, my second issue was keys. So, so keys. wrestling, you're giving a bass to church. This is it. You're enjoying it. Yeah. Go to college. It's heaven for you because yeah. everyone's doing music. Yeah. Yeah. Join a band, and that's when you recognise that someone needs to kind of take leadership and yeah. make sure we're steered in the right direction. Yeah. And that's when musical director became the thing. Yeah. So in the band, were you? You were all working on the music together, or was there a songwriter in the group and then everyone else? So, I would know the producer, so I'll come with the, come up the chords, kind of play the beats and how it should be playing. Then the vocalists will just write, they'll write the songs, and they will kind of just uh, maybe have like a songwriting session. I'll be playing something, they'll be adding the melody, and they'll be like, oh, that doesn't fit, that fits kind of thing, and then yeah, we'll be vibing off each other. So it sounds like there was always a pretty deliberate approach to writing songs. Yeah. Like the sing, the, I guess the singer would write their melodies. Yeah. You'd be working the chords. Yeah. You get together and you'd be like, that works. That doesn't work. That works. Yeah. Like yeah. almost like a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Like yeah. nice fit together. Yeah. So are you still working in that environment, like writing songs? Um. To be fair, now I'm trying to produce a bit more. So um, apart from the, cause apart from the MD. I'm trying to just produce a bit more and then get to know that field a bit more as well. So yeah. So as well as the stage and the rehearsal studio, the recording studio yeah. is becoming home for you. Yeah, yeah. So when did that side of things start? That started. Um, so you the process as an MD as well when you're putting together a live performance. You're in the studio a lot, putting all the arrangements together. Yeah. So it's, it's in a sense the same thing, but just in a live kind of um, yeah. a live. Um, what can I call it? In a live kind of way, and then um, the studio is more kind of structured in a in a more um, not even what can I say in a more laid back kind of way. Yeah, so it's more okay. Do that for four for sixteen bars. Do that for sixteen bars. With the live, you can be like, okay. You can add maybe this that this yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah, in the live you have more space to do a bit more, but in the studio it's more structured. Yeah. Now, when you worked with Lou most recently, he had finished his EP, or at least was close to finishing it, so the tracks were done, and you mentioned that he sent you the stems, which for any listeners that don't know, the stems are the individual instrument parts yeah. to the song. So you're coming to the song as it's finished, yeah. and just almost dictating who should play what to make yeah. it come together as well as possible. Yeah. When you're producing in the studio, are you given maybe the song in its earlier form and becoming part of what instrument should play what? Um, if I'm producing the studio as a producer, you would normally. It depends. Some people, some artists will come with a draft, and some artists won't. So it depends what the artists bring. Because some artists may have written something with someone a few weeks ago, months or years ago, and they'll bring it to you. Okay, why well, can we change this? But then some artists will just come literally empty-handed and you start from scratch. So wow. yeah. So could an artist come to you and just maybe tell you the vibe they're going for? Yeah, show me like that. Um, Examples of the kind of music they listen to, the artists, or how they want it to sound, and then you take it from there. Wow. So it sounds like you must have a pretty extensive, like, mental library yeah, to draw yeah. upon. So if someone yeah. gives you some, like, some loose idea of a direction, you can be like, okay, that sounds like yeah. this and this and this. So we need these instruments and go for this type yeah. of thing. Yes. Yeah. So 
has there always been bit, around you around the time of the wrestling was there always an interest in just music in general there was because um, I was surrounded around music um, I've had like um, people stay in my house like musicians my family musical so like I've been around the music like, um, like I've been that where I was talking about where I learned music I've been going there for years since I was young so it was just I was there because I was just there playing drums. So I was in the field, but it was I didn't take it serious until I was about fourteen. So, so you found your own instrument. And yeah, that was yeah, your way in. Yeah, yeah. So it was an older brother that was playing the drums. Yeah, older brother playing drums. Is he still playing the drums as well? Yeah, he's still playing drums. Yeah. And parents, uncles, aunts, anyone uh, else in the wider family playing music? My sister sings, but they they just sing at church. Uh, my dad, my fat, and my mum know. I've got cousins that sing as well, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. So now we've kind of touched on the beginnings of Ben the musical director yeah. fast forwarding to now before we started talking you mentioned you will soon be out of the country performing at a festival yeah. so what's your day to day week to week looking like generally now where do you spend most of your time I think right now there's a lot of learning materials um, yeah learning a lot of materials and then shows uh, rehearsal shows learning materials and sometimes you have that off day where you get to chill to your family and then yeah that's wow. just, yeah that's basically it man is it is it a long commute to go from your place to the rehearsal studio or your place to the recording studio um, it, it depends it depends where the rehearsal has been built so, oh, so you go wherever you're needed yeah 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 so as a musician, musician I'll say it's important to drive because you have a lot of gear so those rush hours man you just don't want to be car- I've been free that but I just I just said no nah, I can't do this on anymore. the tube and like yeah, multiple man, things yeah. sorry excuse me sorry excuse me I can't, I can't I really can't and it's make, just make sure you um, punctuality is so important leave early like because I always think even I'm going to be early I always think I'm going to be late so I leave extra early I've got that because I've been taught that in college so like just think about being early is so important because you, when you come early, your mindset, you're more relaxed, you're not in a rush, like, it's yeah. better you, you're there like an hour early or whatever, and then you're more chilled and everyone's like, oh yeah, like, you look calm, yeah, yeah. and then you're ready for the show. Instead yeah. of coming, like, 10 minutes before, 5 minutes before, or, or late, and then you're just everywhere, and then, because music is also a mental thing, like, so that's what we need to be very careful with. Make sure our minds relax before we go on stage, etc. That's a really good point. That's something I've never thought of, but I will yeah. definitely keep that in mind yeah, yeah. so how many different artists are you working with currently um, right now there's about seven seven artists yeah and is it some of them for live performances some producing or are they all I've been writing out all of my life Live mostly yeah, live performances yeah. so you mentioned well, I mentioned earlier that you are leaving the country to perform at a festival it's uh-huh. France you're playing yeah, what's France. the name of the festival you're playing at um is in French, even though I speak French, right? You speak French? <laughs> yeah, I speak a bit, but I'm not fluent because I'm, I'm from Congo, so we speak broken French kind of thing. So, okay. yeah. Were you? Did you spend? Did you grow up in the Congo and then come here? Or? No, no, I was born here, but I've been in Congo so many times. And that at home, we speak that my language and that. So, yeah, man, I'm very cultured person. I'm very cultured. Do you listen to much Congolese music? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who do you listen to? Because my dad is a huge fan. Oh, and he's really? going to love this part of the Congo. Uh, uh, Feel me there. Um, Shibe, there's that well son. There's like uh, Moise Mbie, Michael Mbai. There's a lot. There's a lot. Wow. And it's yeah, in, is this uh, like parents that kind of introduced you to it and you stuck yeah, with? Yeah, 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 yeah. And my, some of them, my friends, all of that. 
So yeah, man. Can you play any of that? Kind oh of yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I just had a wedding on Saturday playing. Yeah. Yeah. So my, so it's, it's cool, my like, I can play the African thing and then <laughs> contemporary. It's cool, but I really like. But it's, it's important to be versatile, man. Yeah, absolutely. I literally I left my place once carrying my guitar on my back. Uh-huh. A guy drove past me, U-turn and pulled up next to me and said, "Oh, you play guitar?" I said, "Yeah." What do you play? You know, rock music. He played Congolese music. No, I don't. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so clearly, I'm missing a trick. <laughs> That's where it's at. Yeah, man. Yeah. So you're heading to France. Mm-hmm. What are you taking with you? Um, I'll be taking just my um. This one's this one's pretty cool. They provided a lot over there, so just my bass. Um, yeah, my bass and. Myself. That's all. Yeah, 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 man. I'm there for a few nights, so it'll be cool, man. Have you played with this artist before as well? Yes, yes, yes. I have. I have. He's um, he's really cool. He's got an album coming out soon as well, which will sounding from what I heard, it's really cool, man. So you mentioned that you're with some sort of management company, is it that sends um, different places, or like how do you come across the people that you end up working with? So the people that I work with, um, it just um, having networking. So I have maybe a friend or someone see me on Instagram or they, have, they approach me and say, okay, yeah, um, you sound great. Would you mind taking part in this project or whatever? And then, yeah, that's about it. So how full is your calendar right now? Right now, for this month, it's, it's booked, yeah, yeah. Good place to be. Yeah, good, yeah, good, good place to be, man. Place have you got any other big events, like, for the rest of the year? Um, I've just recently been actually um for me I, f- I feel like this is this is big because it's a well-known venue Ronnie Scott's oh yeah so, that is yeah, a well-known for venue for me I, I feel like it's, I'm doing two two nights in the end, end of August like I'm really I'm really excited for this one because yeah. like it's, it's, it's such a important venue in the music industry especially in the UK like in the world in fact because you'll get people from America come to yeah, Ronnie Scott's right. so yeah I'm really looking for that one how did you back that one uh just networking as word yeah. about you just spread yeah like, yeah this yeah. one guy man he played the bass blew my yeah, mind yeah networking man networking when you do get called for that gig make sure you're prepared make sure you state your name kind of thing say yeah I'm Ben like, and they won't forget just make sure you come prepared yeah. etc yeah so it sounds like when you were 16 and you were in that first band that was a bit of a turning point for you when you yeah. realised I can be the guy that can steer yeah, the shit yeah that changed a lot for me when I opened it uh, like the guys that I was working with, they opened me to so many other music, musical genres, music. Like just so, I would listen to so many different things. That's why, like right now, I don't mind whatever genre is given to me because music is music. And when you love something, you, you'll do anything for what you love. So that's how I approach it, man. The love really shows, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, so when you're not working with someone, are you still constantly practicing and getting yeah, better? Practicing and, um, and um, producing. Yeah. And when you're out networking, are you always almost like keeping tabs of okay, that's another bassist, that guy plays synth, that's a drummer, like getting numbers like, from everyone? And to be fair, because what I'm, like my plan, my plan, the feature plan is to have uh, a company just to provide like uh, musicians for different artists, and that would involve bass players, guitarists. So I'm, I'm like, I don't mind like I can just be the MD and not play because. It's, it's, it's always 
good to give people opportunities. Sometimes I could co-MD with people. Like it's, it's always good to work with people and see like and give them opportunity and see what if they could like the role as well. So yeah, yeah, man, that's that's how I am. I'm not just oh because I play bass. I'm not gonna get enough now. Nah. The ego getting yeah. better. No, that's my thing, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You talked a lot about how you're good to collaborate. You're good to try different things, etc. Yeah. Are there any? Things you've come across, or things that would be red flags for you. If someone was looking to work with you, is there anything, any behaviour that would make you think, "Oh, maybe that's not someone I want to be with," or anything like that? Because you mentioned things like showing up early, yeah, yeah. having that calm demeanour, letting everyone know that everything's all right. Have you had any situations where the opposite has occurred? I've had people with attitudes that are it's attitude like I'm not really vibe with those stuff man. like it's, it's not it's not it's, it's not needed like obviously I will all get frustrated all of that but you don't need the attitude that like, you need to remember we all respect each other like we're all working we're all working together so at least let's have that mutual respect for each other yeah. and kind of thing so but if that situation happens I just know how to just take a step back man because I don't want I don't want nothing bad to happen to me it's better you leave it good place than a bad place yeah so, yeah that's that's my approach yeah. so anytime anything's been a little bit not really for you yeah, you just yeah, you man. recognize it straight away yeah. and withdraw yeah yeah rather yeah. than like getting heated and be like yeah, no you're gonna yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I, I work very well with that man I've heard it, man. Oh. so after college was there any other like studying that you did in yeah this I'm currently at uni now mm-hmm. so I went I'm at a music uni as well it's just, just, just the same awesome, man. What same, you love. same yeah. environment yeah um, I'm finishing this month so, yeah, so, so where's this place you're studying um, now? Sorry, Guildford. Yeah. And we're in North London, so you normally live up here. It's a bit of a journey back and forth. It's yeah. not too bad. Sometimes I drive. Drive is about an hour or something. Train is about an hour. Nothing. So it's not too bad. Cool. And what is it that you're studying there then? Um, performance as well. It's performance base. And then, yeah. So. And it's the whole institution is geared towards music? Yeah. So imagine that's a hotbed for networking as well. Yes, yes, yeah. I've got so many, a lot of gigs for like, especially tutors have given me gigs, like, um, yeah, man, a lot of tutors have given me good gigs. Like one of my tutors, Brian Henry, has given me some good, some good, and it's so fun to play those stuff, man. So have you pretty much, I'm wondering if there's many venues in London you haven't played. Have you been like all over London playing gigs for other people? There's a lot of things that I've been done, there's a lot of things that I have done. So Are there any that you've been to quite a lot? a bit of a blur like you've been to so many places yeah I, it'll, I think it'll, it'll be like oh when I get there like, oh yeah oh yeah I remember this place but it depends <laughs> yeah it depends it depends like, like the one I've done in blue I've done that a few times before so yeah. when they sent me the the address like, all of that I was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Before, yeah. <laughs> what so, about abroad have you been to other places often yeah I've been abroad I've been a few places but like, that those stuff unless it's like a big venue then I'll remember oh, okay. so yeah yeah but what are the most prestigious, like fancy places that you've been to? Um, I've done Royal Apple Hall. That one, that one was really cool, man. Because I was, I had, a, I done a workshop when I was in secondary there, and then years later I get to I'm back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's cool, man. It brought a lot of memories back. Yeah, do, do you ever get moments like that? Because I know you're often working in service of another artist. Yeah. But do you get moments like, oh man, this is like nervous. There's a big crowd out there, or this is a big moment for me. You or know is what? It- like um, people that don't say they get nervous, um, I don't know, but everyone has their ways. But I, I get nervous, um, uh-huh. but and then I make sure I get nervous before 
I go on stage because and before I go on stage, when I go on stage, the nerves just come because I'm doing what I love. But obviously, the nerve comes from oh, I don't want to mess up kind of yeah. thing. Oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But when I go on stage, it's what I'm doing. What I love, like everything just out of mind. I'm enjoying myself. You just in, like the prep. You trust the preparation. You know your stuff, and you're just in the moment and doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because when I'm doing open mics, I'm often encountering people who the ones I care about the most. I care about everyone for yeah. the record, but the ones I care about the most are the ones who are like, it's my first time. I've never really done this before. And yeah. I always say one. It's natural to be nervous beforehand. Like the quiet before the storm is often the worst part. Yeah. That's when your mind races about all that could happen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. once you start, that's when you'll notice, your, or you should hopefully notice, your mind gets quiet yeah. and you focus on what you're doing. Before then, you've got all this energy but nowhere to put it. You're just waiting until it's your turn. But once you're up there, things can calm down. You remember why you do it, and that's it. And the other thing I tend to say is, you will be scared that's natural you will get better but often you won't notice that you get better because if you're constantly if you go in there constantly thinking gotta get these notes right gotta remember these lyrics etc you will stress yourself and you might get better but you'll you'll the headache will be really prominent but if you trust that you enjoy it and just go with the vibe try and like going to the gym or anything try and do it regularly and by the third or fourth time you won't even notice that hey i didn't mess up any of the course yeah yeah you'll just start to get more familiar with it that's it did you feel that back when you were 13, 14, playing the bass at the early stages? Yeah, man, I was really nervous. Like, I, would, I would go on stage, like, I wouldn't really interact. I would just be in my little corner just playing. <laughs> but then like, I realised that like, you have to interact. But it's, it's a process, man. Like, Especially when you start, I tell people like, it's a process. Because some people just say, yeah, Ben, you really, you really enjoy yourself and say that. I was never like that, man. It was a process. You, People tell you that they'll criticize you, so yeah, do that, do, do this, and take those into consideration. It's important, really, really important. And then, yeah, but now, like, it's all good. Like, I enjoy myself on stage, and it's a process. Just know that it's not gonna be like, oh, the next day, yeah, yeah. The more you do it, I just said, the more you do it, the more it becomes more natural, yeah. So, yeah, and it sounds like you've been doing like how many years in total now have you been playing the bass? Base, so let's say at an amateur level, maybe like eight, 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 nine years, eight, nine years, yeah. So you said you're still practicing, still working on things. Yeah. What are you working on now? Is there any particular thing you're like, I could get better at this? Um, You never get bored or feel like, oh man, not today. Do you always nah, feel like. Nah, there's always a vibe there, man. There's always a vibe. Always a vibe. <laughs> always a vibe, man. And you mentioned that further down the road, it's like there's a bit of a bigger picture towards yeah. building a, a yeah. community, an agency of some yeah, sort? Yeah, agency, yeah. That's, okay. that's, that's what I'm about. I just. I want people to, to do what they love and give them an opportunity, man, because there's, there's work there, but just not, not a lot of opportunities given to people that. That should have a opportunity, at least a taste of kind of thing. Yeah. Of what, yeah. So yeah, that's my goal, man. So I'm um, like, you see, 
you see artists that could use help with musicians, you see session musicians yeah. looking for work, and you feel like you could be the middleman yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. connect the two. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So where can people follow you online? Where can people continue to see where the story goes? Um, Instagram. So my Instagram is Ben B E N underscore Beckentoy B E B E K A N T O Y. So yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. That's where everything. That's what I really use. Um, yeah. Ben, thank you so much for your time. Thank My you soul feels so much lighter just talking to you, man. <laughs> thank you for having me. You've got such a wholesome it. vibe about you. Thank you so much, man. And yeah, I look forward to talking to you again, man. Uh, same here, man. Thank, thank you. you so much. And that was that. Thank you so, so much to Ben for your time and your candor. That was a fantastic conversation. It was worth the journey. I'm glad we managed to find somewhere to talk. And... I've said this before on the podcast, I often take for granted when it's someone's first time on the podcast, they don't really know what they're walking into. So I really appreciate when someone gives me the benefit of the doubt to spend some time with me and just see where this goes. And I think you really did enjoy the conversation. He taught me some lessons as well, largely timeliness and actually showing up early and just how much that can mean to the other parties you work with. I mean, Guilty, I did show up a little bit late to meeting Ben, but my only safety net, so to speak, for lack of a better term, when it comes to me being late, is that I will let the other person know as soon as possible if I'm running late. One thing I hate, sometimes things happen, life happens, and you can't help but run late, but I, if you're running late, I think the next most courteous thing you can do is let the other person know as soon as possible, hey, I've been held up, I will be there a bit late. So I got there half an hour late, but I told Ben, I think, an hour before we were due to meet. And we were meeting near where he lived, so it wasn't too much of an inconvenience. But I still apologised because it's an inconvenience. But at least say, in good time, hey, I'm running late. What I hate is if we agree to meet at 5, you don't show up till 5.30 and you don't say anything. So I get there at 5 and I just twiddle my thumbs and wait and hope. And then eventually you show and just say sorry. It's about showing some respect for the person whose time you are taking. And I have nothing but respect for Ben. I even talked to him after we finished recording about me possibly using session musicians. Because as regular listeners of the podcast will know, I've been trying to put a band together for a while. I have two shows lined up in September. One is on September the 17th at Road Trip and the Workshop. The other is September 22nd at Paper Dress Vintage. And on those shows, I hope to have a band together. The shows I do leading up to that, I understand that might be me playing solo with a backing track. But in September, I want to have a live band with me. So I spoke to Ben a little bit about what I might expect cost-wise, what I could do to make the process as smooth as possible, and that will hopefully be an ongoing conversation. But this talk, man, he's been through a lot with music. You can tell, even if you've never met Ben, hopefully from this conversation you can tell he's got a really good head on his shoulders, he knows what he is talking about, he's all heart, all sincerity, and just a fantastic person to know. And I do mean it when I say I look forward to talking to him again, because even though this was a pretty long episode, and we went through quite a lot about his history with music, I still feel as though there is a lot more we could find out about Ben, and a lot more wisdom we could take from him so thank you very much ben once again for your time thank you all for listening 
I am trying to think if there was any other news that I need to impart. Well, you can go to ukopenmic.com to check out the open mic nights that I help out with. Tonight, I am going to the Nelsons in Hoxton. And I will hopefully be catching up with Lou, which should be interesting, considering I just spoke to Ben. Now I can talk to the other half of the other side of the coin that was that show at Underbelly, and that will be Lou. I think there's about 15 people already signed up for tonight, so that should be fun. If you go to Saddest Night Out on any social media, you should find me. I'm playing a show this Sunday at the Stag's Head again. I'm back with uh, Fabio and Sean and the Paper Boat Collective. That's this Sunday at the Stag's Head in Hoxton. Starts at 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. My next show is Tuesday the 30th of July at Road Trip and the Workshop. You're all welcome to come and join me. Joining me on the stage will be Lorraine, Jack Mann and Haley Solace. So it should be a fantastic evening. But other, Oh, and there's a little fact that it's my birthday on Wednesday the 24th of July. I'm hitting the big 3-0. But more on that later. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks again to Ben. Take care of yourself, folks. And I'll see you again soon.